0: Do you ever feel like your kids are tuning you out? Like you're over here giving them this life-changing, character-forming, powerful information, and all they hear is wah, 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 like the teacher on Charlie Brown, right? (laughs) I've got a tip that might help you out, and it involves pickles and peanut butter. (laughs) Stay tuned. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's Word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this because He's got you. As most of you are well aware, I am not a woman of few words, <laughs> and my parenting is often no exception to this. The Bible clearly tells us that too many words can be a real problem. Actually, Ecclesiastes five three says that too many words makes you a fool. So you really have to watch that. And I know I really have to watch that. It is a constant area of prayer for me. Obviously, some of us are going to be people of more words than others. And some of that is our natural calling. I know that speaking and sharing and teaching, those are the natural giftings the Lord's given me. So of course, I'm going to have more words than someone who is not um, called to that type of ministry or that type of scenario. But it's still something that Maybe even more so, I have to be sure I take that to the Lord and let Him show me how to use what He's placed in me, and that those words are filtered through Him. And sometimes I'm better at that than others, but it is something that is an area of study and prayer for many years now and for many years to come, no doubt. But when it comes to parenting, too many words— aimed towards an elementary school mind can take my attempts at wisdom and powerful biblical advice meant to encourage and inspire and quickly turn them into little more than the sound of the Charlie Brown teacher, right? Like wah, 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 wah. That's may be all that they're hearing if the words just go on and on and on. And for this reason, I've got a quick practical parenting tip for those of you who, like me, just sometimes can't seem to just wrap it up. <laughs> My kids have been subject to too many mommy sermons, okay? Um, For example, for six seasons, Michaela played softball. And Tim and I helped coach in one capacity or an, um, in one capacity or another for the duration of that. And sometimes I was the team mom, sometimes I was an assistant coach, but the title that I think describes me best is crazy woman in the dugout. <laughs> That's just who I was. And that being said, this crazy woman couldn't exactly always keep herself in the dugout. <laughs> sometimes I found myself actually on the field itself, especially in an intense moment or an exciting moment. In- <laughs> (laughs) And okay, so the duration of these six seasons happened between Michaela being like seven and 10. So it's, it's not like these were teenage high school, everything on the line kind of games. I mean, I was pretty intense with seven year old girl softball. Maybe I was living a little vicariously, but it was so much fun and I definitely got into it. But I wanted so much to encourage my beautiful daughter and these other incredible young girls that I had the opportunity to pour into. It wasn't just about batting and catching or making sure they remembered their glove when they went out on the field. That is a real thing at that age, right? I wanted to see them grow in their character. I wanted Michaela to develop her character through this opportunity. I see and that's what the intertwined life is all about everyday life and our walk with the Lord being seamlessly intertwined. And I believe that that's a real thing. And so that's what I wanted to see happen here with the opportunity of sports. And I actually have a post on JennyZenz.com. There is a post. I will link to it in the show notes about using sports to shape godly character in our kids. Um, I think I have f- five highly effective tips for coaching your kids on and off the field. I'll link to that here. I will probably do a episode someday on that, especially as we get more and more into actually having sports again. But I wanted to see her grow in her ability. I wanted to see her believe in herself. I wanted to see her do her best. I wanted to make sure she stayed coachable. I wanted to ensure that she kept her head in the game and her eye on the ball while at the plate and in every aspect of her life. Above all, she must honor the Lord and show good sportsmanship on and off the field, There should be something different about her that would allow her teammates and others to see Christ in her. I could go on and on. I mean, this is a big deal for me. It was a lot more than a seven-year-old playing softball. And believe me, I did go on and on and on pretty much every time she went out onto the field, which means for that age, four at-bats and four times on the field for a total of eight times per game, two to three times a week. Oh, and don't forget practice. And that's not even counting the car ride to and from the games where I tried to instill these truths and coach her up. Um, This could be exhausting, not only for her, but for me too. And it's no wonder that I was so worn out after every game. I was so intent on imparting these life-changing skills. And as Michaela grew older, my continual pep talks, which were maybe more like baseline sermons, they became exhausting and slightly embarrassing to her because I had so much to yell at her. And if I'm in the dugout and she's at the plate, well, that's a pretty far distance, so I had to make sure I was heard, right? (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. It wasn't quite as bad as it sounds, I don't think, but it sounds terrible. But that, along with my still not being able to break the habit of calling her sissy every time she was at bat. Um, she doesn't mind that around the house. I still call her sissy. She's cool with that. But when she was at bat and I was in the dugout and I would yell, let's go sissy. I think, I think she was, yeah, she asked me, please call me Michaela when we're on the softball field. So I had to really work on that one. But here's the point. One day I finally admitted that her frustration with my continual dialogue was not wholly unfounded. And for this reason, she and I decided to pick a word that I could use, that I could say when she was out there on the field. And when she heard that word, she would know that what I was really saying was, do your best, give it your all, have fun, focus, let your light shine, you know, and all that good stuff. So I let her choose her word. And what did she choose? Peanut butter. I have no idea why. I think she was just being a little goofy, but that became our word. And even to this day, that's our word. And while she hasn't played softball in over a year now, she decided that even though she had some good skill and she enjoyed it, it wasn't her passion. So we weren't going to form our lives around something that her heart wasn't in. She's moved on to acting and drama and all of that. She's totally into. And that's totally fine. And that's a sermon for another day about not letting kids activities run your whole life. And when she was into it and Tim and I enjoyed it, we were all about making that happen. And it it did, it took a lot of time, even at that age. But you know, when the kid's heart's not in it, don't, don't keep pushing, you know, find something else, move on. But when she would go out onto that field and she would step up to that plate, all I would have to say was peanut butter. And when she heard that code word, even if she was in a rotten mood, even to this day, it like a smile tugs at the edges of her mouth. And in her heart, she instantly knows what it means. So when she would step out onto the field, she would head up to that plate. If she heard me yell peanut butter, and most people didn't even notice that I said peanut butter, because there's too many other people yelling too many other things going on, but she would hear that. And she knew what it meant, right? And to this day, if she's whatever it is, if she's going out to try something new and something that I know she needs a little extra confidence for or whatever, instead of preaching at her and using all those words, I can say peanut butter and she kind of grins and she gets it. And she remembers what that means. Um, this has been great, not only for her performance, but also for our relationship. And then there's Holden, my crazy boy. He is awesome. He is eight years old. And at the time that (laughs) at the time that I was using peanut butter with Michaela, he was six years old. And, you know, he is so full of life. His life aspirations include being a chef and a comedian. And he, like Michaela, is so passionate about acting. And they actually come at it from two very different ways. She's very serious in her acting. She doesn't want you to hear her practice. She will work hours on her lines and her music, but you'll never hear it till she gets on the stage. Whereas Holden, the whole world is his stage. I mean, like he is on all the time, 24 seven, when he is doing a comedy act, or when he is performing in a, in a play, that is true Holden. And that is the way it always is. And the world is his stage and his life is full. And he's excited. He's extremely extroverted. But sometimes, it's just a lot, right. And so for that reason, There were many times I would find myself going through a continual speech with him that include things like calm down, straighten up, listen, focus, do your best, look me in the eye, chill out, make wise decisions, make your own decisions, think before you act, you know, all those things. And this all became a bit much, especially if we were in the middle of a store or something like that, you know, trying to use all those words to instantly impart wisdom and expectations to him in that moment. I can't just go into this launch of words because it's exhausting and it's, it's just too much, right? And if you've ever tried it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I see it happening with young moms, with younger kids while I'm out sometimes. And I see that, I see this exasperation and these words and these commands and they're going on and on and the kid's not listening. So maybe this is a tip you can use. Since I had already made us word with Michaela, then Holden wanted to choose a word too. And that way he didn't have to hear me talk all the time either. And I think it was peaceful for both of us. So what word did he choose? Pickles. Again, totally weird, but it definitely gets the job done. Hey friends, have you taken the intertwined life challenge yet? If you don't know what I'm talking about, head back to episode 11, where we talk about an intentional plan for growing in our faith this summer. I give you a few tips and tricks there, but basically I am not talking about adding things to your to-do list. I'm talking about finding simple ways to incorporate the Word of God seamlessly into your everyday life, into stuff that's already happening. The easiest way to do this is to get some note cards or a dry erase marker for your bathroom mirror. Choose a verse that's on your heart and your mind. Choose a topic that you really want to grow in, in your family or with your children. Write that scripture and on those cards, place it around your house around your coffee pot where you keep your keys next to your toothbrush where you will see it several times a day and then each time you see it read it you will accidentally memorize that thing and it will get deep into your heart and begin to produce the powerful work that God has for you this is how we make our life intertwined right taking the word of God and putting it into everyday life so what I want you to do is take a picture of this note card or this verse and how you've incorporated it into your life and tag me on social media on Facebook on Instagram Instagram at Jenny Zents, use the hashtag intertwined life and let's join together and encourage others to seamlessly intertwine our walk with the Lord and our everyday lives. Okay, back to the show. So with Buddy Boy, as we call him, when we are out and about and if his exuberance for life starts to get the better of him and he's like dancing and goofing off and stuff, being too loud, bumping into things, whatever it is in his zest for life, and I want to pull my hair out, instead of launching into a mama-sized filibuster of all the ways he needs to pull it together, I just have to say Pickles. And he instantly knows he's gone too far and he needs to rein it in. And it's been helpful. It's been kind of fun, you know, with the kids because we have this inside words and everybody knows what it means. And instead of causing anger or frustration or exasperation, it literally kind of snaps all of us back into this mode of. Joy and laughter because it's funny, but also we know what it means and we can refocus a little bit, even in the midst of being out in public or intense situations, whatever it is. And this works for us. So it's a silly tip, but it's really made a big impact and it helps me stay calm most of the time. And it's helping the kids to completely or not completely tune out the sound of my voice. (laughs) So if you're a parent of many words, I encourage you to. I challenge you to keep this in mind and keep in mind that as inspiring as those words may be, our kids can only take so much and they can only focus for so long. So what do you find yourself most often having to say to them or remind them of? What is your go-to speech? And it's probably different for each child because each child is different. So go on, let your kids pick the code word. They'll have fun with that when they feel like they're a part of that. It will be hilarious. Who knows? Yours may be hamster. I mean, I have no idea what kind of words. And if you do this, would you take a a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media at Jenny Zents on Facebook and Instagram and tell me what code word your kid comes up with? I would love that. And it will be a good, fun way to encourage other parents to check out this episode and find some of these practical tools. I'll do a few more parenting episodes coming up with just little tips and tricks things that can hopefully kind of streamline, right? Some of our parenting, but I think it'd be hilarious for us to share those code words as we uh, share this episode out, because I'd love to hear what some of them are. We have some creative kids out there and who knows what they're going to come up with, but they'll have a blast with this and it will probably bring joy and some fresh air to your parenting, to your relationship. So I hope you'll try this and let them pick the word and then be sure that they know what this code word is meant to remind them of. So that means, yes, you get to give that speech one more time. (laughs) And then the next time that you feel that speech welling up inside of you, take a deep breath and say pickles (laughs) or whatever it is. Okay. I hope this helps. I think it's a fun little tip. It is not super deep, but I think it can have a really deep impact and look for ways look for ways to have fun in your everyday life to enjoy those kids that the lord has blessed you with because john 10:10 10, 10, mom uh, mom said oh my goodness jesus said <laughs> gosh jesus said in john 10:10 10, 10, that he came that we would have and enjoy our life in abundance to the full till it overflows that's the way the amplified version says it and that's just amazing We're not just supposed to get through this life until we get to the next one. We can enjoy the here and now. So let's find ways to do that. Let's release ourselves from some of the burden that we take on and some of the exhaustion that we take on. Find ways to enjoy everyday life. Stop having so much pressure on ourselves and just release that to the Lord. Pray for creative parenting tips. That's what... I did a lot in those early years and what, as I've reached this new phase of having older kids that I've had to go back and circle around. Cause I felt like I prayed for, uh, prayed for some creative parenting tips, got those great tips, implemented those tips. And then it was like, all right, I got this. And now I'm hitting this new phase where I'm like, Oh, Jesus, I need some more. (laughs) I need some more refreshers here on this parenting area. And that's what's great. Don't get discouraged when you get challenged as a parent. Just realize that it keeps us going back to the father. It keeps us going back. It keeps our relationship with the Lord growing when we hit those times where we realize that control is an illusion, right? We do not have control. And we think once we think we've got it all figured out, things change. And that's okay. Just keep digging back in, give thanks that in our weakness, he is strong. And when we hit these bumps in the road, it means, hey, I get to spend some more time in your word. I get to grow in my walk with the Lord. And if you pray for creative parenting tips, if you pray and ask God to give you ways to resonate with your kids to impart truths and power into their lives but in a way that specifically works for the way that he designed your child all of our kids are different and each of our own kids are different but god created them he knows how to speak to the heart of our kids better than we ever will but go to him and let him give you that wisdom listen to him be still Um, throwing up a prayer of help me, Jesus, as we are running to the grocery and running here and running there is great, but take time, put that sign on your door, get still before God and just quiet your mind, quiet, your heart, quiet, your soul. Let him speak to you, give your request to the Lord for he cares for you, right? Throw that at his feet and trust that he wants you to be a great parent. And if he has called you to it, he'll equip you to do it. If you have kids, then you were called to this, even if you don't feel called to this. But again, it's when we feel at our weakest that his strength is made perfect. And I click on the show notes. I will give you the scripture references for all these scripture that I throw out there. As I go through these episodes, I will go back and link to them so you can find them for yourself and add them to your arsenal. So, you have them to stand on no matter how you feel, right? But you've got this because He's got you. This doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be exciting and it can be awesome. And there are going to be exhausting days and weeks and years, but you have a source of your strength and you can do all the things He's called you to by the strength of Jesus Christ on the inside of you, okay? And He wants you to enjoy being a parent. He wants you to have fun with your kids. So this, these tips here today, I hope they will help you. I'd love to hear any tips you've got. Send them out there, put them on social media, tag me in them. I'd love to see it. I'd love to hear it. Let's encourage each other on this awesome journey. Okay. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you again soon. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's Word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.